step one of the comprehensive land use planning process is to organize the team. Three city officials who heavily coordinated with the planning coordinator, the mayor, and the city assessor. These all were uh, chosen because of their important roles in the, in the municipal government. The 12-step process, my experience from dating the TVCLUP. Why is step 1 important? Every activity needs people and resources. Step 1 helps set the expectations in terms of funding, personnel, data, and support needed for the comprehensive land use planning process. What activities and expected outputs are involved in this step? The HLURB guidebook published in 2014 outlines these steps with corresponding expected outputs. Primary of these, in my opinion, are first, the Comprehensive Land Use Plan proposal, the executive order, the compilation of existing data, and community awareness through IEC materials. Also, an expected output of this particular step, initial step, is the composition of the planning team. The planning team has a core group which in most municipal and city governments is led by the Municipal Planning and Development Coordinator. In most cases, it is the MPDC or the CVDC that initiates the land use planning process. Also included are the DRRMO or CCA specialist, which is important in mainstreaming the disaster risk reduction and climate change adaptation. The municipal engineer because the land use plan would re require infrastructure development planning. And the CENRO, because the environment is an important aspect in the planning process. Also important in this initial step is the identification of the different technical working groups that will be in charge of completing the different sectoral studies on, for example, physical, economic, and CCADRR sectors. Both, non -gover both governmental and non-governmental entities are essential in these planning teams. How long will step 1 take? The sample schedule of planning activities out prescribed by the HLURB shows that Step 1 covers 2 months. Important in these 2 months is 1. To get the endorsement and approval of the Sangguniuan, of the local Sangguniuan, towards the proposal for the largest planning process, the preparation of the work program, and the organization and briefing of the planning team. One of the hindrances that planners identify in some in a PIDS study in 2020 is that some members of the planning team are not aware or are not, not that knowledgeable 
not in the planning process, but in the technical requirements of the different sectoral studies. So what did it look like in our TV experience? As we were engaged as consultants, we were brought into the existing planning team. Our direct contact was the MPDC, and the LGU performed all orientation and IEC activities. As you will learn through the different through the succeeding steps, we only conducted two workshops instead of the usual four to five workshops. The mayor even went to UP Diliman to meet with us to start the land use planning process and engage us in this extension activity. Also important to note in terms of gathering information is that we were blessed that the ecological profile has just been updated by our department students. With this, we were able to analyze and plan land use interventions effectively and quickly. How can LGU planners maximize step one or organization? As a non-local government planner, I welcome every feedback from you LGU planners if these are feasible or if you have other experiences in organizing the planning team that can help our LGU planners who are just starting the land use planning process. I found that the mayor is the driving force for the land use planning process. Although the planning develop and development coordinator is the technical secretariat, the mayor as the chief executive has the political and administrative power and can ensure the participation from all offices. In ensuring the participation from all local offices, we also involve the co-management principle through the co-management principle, higher level uh, entities such as the province and the region and lower level entities such as the barangay. Through this, we also satisfy the principle of inclusive and expansive governance. My second suggestion is to recognize that planning the planning process is both technical and political. Let me repeat that. You must recognize that the planning process is both technical and political. Yes, methods are important and GIS is one of the hindrances that, uh, uh, that local planners lack thereof. But participation of the different stakeholder groups can further be encourage if in the organization of the team you include all local offices. In relation to this, LG planners must recognize that political biases will affect the planning process. Data and information are resources and political 
inclinations can affect access and accessibility of data and information. It is important that LGU planners recognize and not make this as a complaint but as a challenge that they can overcome through using the existing and alternative methodologies for data gathering, data collection, and of course, data monitoring. What do you think of this episode? Send me a message at emptino.com. Also, follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Spotify.